0: What? <whistles>
1: talking jets my name's right i'll be your pilot tonight i am joined alongside my co-pilots i've got green bean to my this way and matt o'leary to my that way boys how you doing tonight green bean i'm gonna kick it to you first matt i'm gonna kick it to you first because green bean keeps forgetting to unmute himself he's not unmuted oh no (laughs) (laughs) this is the second time (laughs) this has happened Oh, Drop out, and no. come back in. I don't know why that happens. It's a guest has muted themselves on my side. Let me see if I can un- let me see if I can unmute you from here. Come on, you got to be able to unmute him. No, I don't think so. You muted guest is what I just said. Guest has muted themselves. All right, boom. I booted him. Oh, poor <laughs> Bye, Green, Green Bean. Bean. <laughs> um, I'm do- I'm doing both good and sad
2: at the same time because I'm going to miss Brees Hall and Elijah Vera Tucker. Both are very important pieces to this Jets team. But I am also happy because Joe Douglas fleeced yet another poverty franchise.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's brutal what has happened to the Jets in the last week. Like it feels like there's just – in the last week, I feel like I've aged like years <laughs> between the Elijah yeah. Moore stuff, the AVT stuff, the Brees Hall stuff, and the fact that we were just clicking on all cylinders. And then now it's like, what do we do? What happens? Where do we go from here? Oh, here we go. And he's he back. Greenbean, how you doing? Nice. See how you're screwing with us.
0: Yeah, it's you, dude. It's not me. You give me uh, you give me when you you awesome. awesome. does he know his
1: voice is all screwy?
0: No, nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's something to do with you, man. Like you fought you mute <laughs> us when you start.
3: Your- oh god, I'm it's just sorry. A
0: bit. This is <laughs> that's what I thought. Am I not back?
1: No, you're back. You're here. You're back and better you than can ever. You hear
0: me?
1: I can hear you loud and clear. No more Megatron. <laughs> Tune bean is what they're saying. <laughs> I love it. Ah, chat. Thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight. If you're just popping in, make sure you hit that like button. For every 25 likes we get on this video, we're going to pick one qualifier for our t-shirt giveaway at the end of the stream. So make sure you hit that like button. If you're watching this after the fact and you want to get in on the t-shirt giveaway, all you got to do is comment on the video after it's aired and comment down below and you'll get entered into next week's t-shirt giveaway. We've got a poll question in the chat. Right now, it looks like we got about 160 votes in. If you could pick one, who would you trade? Denzel Mims, Elijah Moore, Bryce Hall. It is like neck and neck. This is probably the closest vote I've ever seen for us. Matt, are you able to see the percentages on your side or is it like you uh, can't
2: see it? Yes, now I can. I clicked on it again. I can. Yeah. Wow. It's almost a dead tie.
1: Yeah. That is incredible. Green Bean, how are you doing over there?
0: I don't know. It's just all frustrating. But uh, yeah, I don't know it's a close <laughs> poll. Yeah, I'm in. I voted.
1: I well, I play. think, I think it's going to be fascinating to see where this all shakes out. Uh, Buffalo Jet fan, our buddy, jumps in. Make sure you sub him up. He says, it's "Been a minute since I caught a show. Just a small thanks. Go Jets. Good talking to you, dude. Always you, love Buffalo. having you on. We got to get you on the panel sometime. We haven't really had a guest in a while. It's been uh, been a minute, but we got a lot to a lot of stuff to go over. Namely, first and foremost, Jets got a victory. We got a victory Tuesday again. Although, I got to admit, it doesn't quite feel like a victory Tuesday because of everything else that's gone on. But Jets beat the Broncos 16-9 to in a very, very stressful game. Um, I felt like this game shouldn't have been close, but that Denver defense is just so good. And we, we, we were talking at halftime on Green Beans Channel, and it was like, we were without Brees Hall, without AVT, without Corey Davis. Elijah Moore did not make the trip. And the Jets still found a way to win. It's impressive. I think that is a nod to our coaching staff, a nod to our defense. I think it was impressive all the way around. Matt, what were your thoughts yeah. on the game?
2: No, I I agree. It was a, a gutsy win, right? That's a game we've seen the Jets lose time and time again. Um, they didn't get very good quarterback play. I mean, well, we'll just call it what it is. But they've allowed, they being a Denver defense, has allowed just uh, – what three passing touchdowns against all year and they haven't allowed one since week three it's it's pretty impressive just how good they are against the pass um it seemed like a game where they were gonna you know or the Jets plan was gonna be to run the football and you know that was working with Brees Hall unfortunately you know he got injured and missed the second half of that game and is gonna be gone the rest of the year but Jets defense continues to play well. They're now up to top ten in the league. This is allowed from thirty-two to top ten. We could talk. We can talk about that as being a positive, at least, right? Like I, I know, uh, obviously, with how Zach played and the injuries, it-, it didn't feel like your normal victory Monday slash now victory Tuesday. But things are still okay.
1: Things are good. Matt Dol or Brian Dolan. Sorry, in the chat says Brett ripping guys. Brett ripping. Yeah, look, that's the. That's like the, the disappointing part, but at the same time, I'm not super disappointed cuz we wound up winning the game. Our kicker scored more points than the entire Denver team. Got three field goals and extra point, baby. Bright side. Russell Wilson Russell Wilson also sucks, so. Yeah, I would have I think this game's closer because Russell didn't play. Uh, like honestly, like I really think the Jets would have beat the snot out of Russell trying to run around back there with like a partially torn hamstring. I was thinking when they were like, oh, we're pulling them. He's not playing. I was like, they're soft. They're afraid of Quentin Williams. (laughs) That's what I was looking at. Yeah. Green Bean, what were your thoughts on the game? Oh, you know, yeah, man. It was
0: weird. You know, I think um, we won. And that's the big thing. Like, you know, I think we a lot of us are forgetting how difficult it has been for us to win. We lost tons of games uh you know where we felt we got screwed we lost tons of games where we got blown out we've lost tons of games but in the last second you know down by a score or somebody comes back all sorts of different ways and then we're five and two we've only lost two games this year and i'm getting bombarded with people that think we suck it's like i don't know what this is you know i mean like i get it you know i we can always just like i talked about last week like being constructive about the team, right, wrong, up, down, just what you see. That's cool, man. You know, you can be concerned about something still be happy. But I think a lot of us, man, like, you know, I think the main thing to focus on is we already have more wins than last year. One more, and we will have tied our last two seasons combined. That's a big damn deal. That's big for us. And uh, we got a great GM, and I'm psyched about that. Injuries are injuries, man. I'm as brokenhearted as anybody, truly. You know, particularly with those two guys. I mean, anybody else I would be less bummed about, I think. You know what I mean? Yeah, no,
1: those are literally our two, if you had to pick offensive MVPs or even necessarily like team MVPs, like those two are certainly in the conversation with like, you know, Quinn and Williams and some other guys, but brutal. And I know Elijah Moore wasn't there. And I know like he could have done nothing and these injuries would have still happened. But I right. still, like, I'm thinking, like, oh, screw Elijah Moore. He can't, he put negative vibes on us. We were positive vibes all damn year, and now we got negative vibes. And then we lose our two best players. He sit at home with a fucking voodoo doll, stab in the knee, <laughs> and the elbow yeah, of yeah, a friggin' yeah. AVT. Uh, am I the only one that felt that way, <laughs> Matt? How are you feeling? Yeah, it, it sucked that he wasn't there, right? With
2: all the injuries, um, the wide receiver room was obviously banged up, and then Brees Hall goes down, and then for like. You have the frustrations of Jeff Smith dropping a pass on third down that would have been a first down. It's like, this is why you need Elijah Moore there, dude. Like, you could have just wait a week. It's going to come. Your reps are going to come. And that's where I'm at right now. Um, I think, uh, obviously, the plan is for him to play on Sunday. I don't think the Jets trade him. I think he sticks the rest of the year, and I think he gets more involved in the offense, which was going to happen eventually once the younger guys started clicking and getting in rhythm.
1: Yeah. Green bean. How are your feelings towards like Elijah Moore and kind of everything that's sort of transpired so far? I guess I should probably shift this over here. Let's, let's do this. Let's do wham. What are you doing? Bam. Elijah Moore uh, trade request plan moving forward. What's the plan? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know,
0: look, man, I, we had nothing but positive vibes until that guy did that. You know what I mean? So, I mean, yes, we had the normal jets fan stuff with you know, looking too deep into things and finding negatives and all. Yeah, that was happening, but that's standard with us. That that really is. Everything was positive until Elijah Moore uh, kind of broke that momentum. Now, we were able to win a very difficult game throughout all the injuries in a very difficult place. Matt did a good job illustrating how difficult it is against that particular defense. Like, look, the, the most points is, was 20. We scored 16, and it's like you know we're we're up there among the best against that defense, and we looked like complete garbage. So like, what does that say about this team? Now Elijah Moore, the whole thing—he put out a tweet today, like all I got is already in me or some bullshit like that. I wish that he would just shut up. Um, I really do. Uh, You know, as far as them trading him, I think that if they got an, an offer, like somebody said, hey, we'll give you our first. I think they would take it. But outside of that, I don't think that they're going to. I think they're going to say, shut up. Sit down. You're getting paid a million dollars. Go out there. And if we tell you to fucking roll on the grass uh, for that play and stick fucking tissues in your ear hole, then that's what you do. If it's going to help the team. You know what I mean? What is this shit? So, uh, you know. And I think, you know, look, they'll let him stew on it. Salah, I think, you know, and I, look, I've had my critiques of Salah, right? Just like a lot of other people. But I think the way, the way he said it was perfect. He said, look, this is on him. We have no intention of trading him. And it's on him when he's ready. And he stopped fucking crying like a, like a baby. stops pouting. Come on in. Put your fucking helmet on and run the offense. And if you're open and you're not running lazy routes, then we'll get you the ball if we can. If Zach doesn't suck. Again.
1: <laughs> I I did a complete I don't want to say 180, but like I was all like screw this guy. We don't need him. We got pre-saw. We got all these weapons and then like the injuries happen. I'm like, "Well, if he says I'm sorry, he can come back <laughs> and be fine." Yeah. <laughs> right. I just well, want to win man, fucking I games. I don't care.
0: You're not alone, dude. So many people. Ah, well, on second thought, maybe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Gator needs his gat. Drops in, says, "Hear me out. Clearly, Mike LaFleur fla- flavors favors big wide receivers who can block well. Corey Davis. We have our shifty wide receiver in Garrett. Let's flip Elijah for someone like Claypool or DJ Moore. Invest in the offense playoffs. Hmm. Does he? Interesting. What was that? I don't. I said, does he? I don't. I don't. I don't know. I, don't, I, don't know. I mean, he, he, we've brought in Elijah Moore since he's been here. We've brought in." Uh, Garrett Wilson, we retain Braxton Berrios. Like, to me, it doesn't necessarily scream big wide receiver. Like, they haven't used Denzel Mims at all. I don't know if I agree with that.
0: They hate Denzel Mims and his whole family. (laughs) You know, I mean, Corey Davis is like the anomaly.
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't agree with that at all. I think it's actually the exact opposite of that. They've done everything in their power to bring in the smaller, speedier guys like Elijah Moore, who they drafted when he was here. Uh, you mentioned they drafted Garrett Wilson. They retained, they paid Braxton Barrios, and they used him on a gadget play once a game. I think obviously they like those kind of players.
0: Yeah, and I think you know it's just interesting. I think the comment could be applicable to the last couple of weeks where we've become a, a a more of a ground and poundy kind of a team. Mm-hmm. But I think there's reasons for that, you know. And the bigger receivers, like we were talking about last week, Denzel Mims might actually. Work better for this week's game plan, you know, when considering the strengths and weaknesses of the Denver defense. Um, so, you know, and Corey Davis has been exceptional with the run blocking. We know Denzel Mims had a had a, a good block on the on the Brees Hall touchdown and all that jazz. So the big receivers are definitely fitting in right at this moment. Maybe a little bit more because of the way the offense has been rolling. But I think, like Matt, uh, I I agree. It's it's pretty much the opposite when you think of Lafleur and what he's trying to put in here.
1: J boy comes in says one more win and we're undefeated in October. This is the win yeah. I really want of all the wins that we could have had in October. This is the one I'm circling on my calendar. Here's yeah, an interesting good. one coming from uh Garrett. Garrett says I wouldn't deal with that agent anymore. May Adams. And now more dude is a toxic agent. Not, Not just that.
3: No, I, I was going to say,
1: I was like, he's got to be talking about, uh, Debo Samuel, DK Metcalf, AJ Brown. Yeah. Those are the guys that have been in the ear of Elijah Moore Greenby. And I saw your video about it, talking about the, the contractual side of things. Do you want to give us a little insight into that world?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's real, it, it's, it's really um, likely that this is what's going on. Like we know that Tori Dandy, who's the agent, Uh, Three of his biggest named players and who and are happen to be wide receivers. And one happens to be quite literally Elijah Moore's best friend. They all kicked and screamed last year. Every single one of them. DK Metcalf got three years, 70 million uh, or so. Forgive me if I'm off on a a little bit, but um, uh, Debo Samuel got three years, 78 million. And A.J. Brown got traded to the undefeated Eagles, or I don't know if they lost this week or whatever, but they were 6-0 when I made the video. And he got four years, $100 million, 58 guaranteed. So, like, when you look at that, that's the formula, man. You know, and Elijah Moore, who has nowhere near the accomplishments of any one of those guys, it doesn't matter. If he's looking at, like, let's say Tory Dandy and Elijah Moore, they're sitting around, they're looking at him and A.J. Brown are talking and everything. And they say, bro, this uh, this offense, it's never going to let you shine. And you're when it comes time for your contract, you're never going to get it. And so start kicking and screaming now. Get your ass out of there. I mean, now, granted, I'm speculating, but the facts are very, very clear. Tory Dandy's wide receiver group last year, every one of them kicked. Every one of them cried. Every one of them got fucking paid. So there it is.
1: Yeah, I wonder if there's going to be any sort of uh, hesitancy to deal with that particular agent or if just every wide receiver is going to sign there because now all of a sudden all these guys are getting paid. I mean, with DK Metcalf and A.J. Brown, Elijah Moore played with both those guys at Old Miss. So it's interesting yeah, right. to kind of like see that sort of dynamic going on. I don't know. Yeah. Super frustrating yeah. to see. Yeah, uh, Kevin Ramos, thank you well, for joining the good. channel. So, Much appreciated. Sorry, Green Bean. Go on now.
0: I was just going to say, and on top of that, the Jets had a trade offer on the table for Debo Samuel. Mm -hmm. Uh, Remember, we were going to give them, we wanted to offer our first for, which was 10 overall for Debo in their second. And the Niners ultimately uh, chose not to accept it. But we were going to bring Debo in here. Imagine Debo and Elijah down here, you know, kicking and screaming together.
1: Now. Talking about some uh, some sadness going on. Brees Hall, AVT, officially done for the year. Brees Hall has a torn ACL and uh, some MCL, MCL? Meniscus, meniscus damage. Uh, and then AVT has a, what does he have? Something in his elbow out for the year. Um, tricep. Tricep, that's what it is. Brutal absolutely brutal losses avt our most versatile offensive lineman arguably our best offensive lineman and then Brees hall has just been an absolute animal front runner for offensive rookie of the year uh so matt i want to hear from you tell me about these two players and how do the jets kind of move forward from here yeah
2: i mean this is
1: gutting i was uh in a bad shape yesterday because
2: they're probably the two best offensive players that the jets have Brees hall was on his way to an Offensive Rookie of the Year. He had four carries over 70 yards, another touchdown. Uh, he was scoring like crazy. It, it's it's really sad to see him go down. And AVT, I mean, he's played three different positions, and he's looked fantastic at all three. He was such a versatile piece on this offensive line. Um, they obviously replaced Brees with James uh, James Robinson, which I think was a wise decision to to trade for him. But losing AVT is going to be huge. And uh, we'll see how the offensive line bounces back. And who knows, maybe they're not done making trades.
1: Green Bean, what about you? How are you feeling about Brees and AVT?
0: It's devastating. You know what I mean? It made victory Monday feel like uh, we just lost, you know, we got kicked out of the, super, uh, the playoffs. Like, that's what it felt like. And it's unfortunate. And then you add, you know, to that Corey Davis and whatever he's dealing with. And then the JFM situation, you know, uh, and all that. It's just like, you know, now who are we going to, you know, like now we, you know, we have question marks at offensive line. You know, Zach didn't look good. It just, it, it amplified any potential negatives that we had. Uh, and it takes the wind out of your sails, man. Like ABT was all pro level this year, all pro. Uh, Brees Hall was, I mean, rookie of the year, but he might've been even, all, he might've made it up to all pro or, uh, you know, at least pro bowl. And it's like, we don't, we don't get this stuff often, and it's really unfortunate. Um, you know, I don't know. I was concerned, and, and, and I shared it numerous times. I was concerned that just bouncing ABTO, I was like, just can we – like, we're, we're pushing it. And uh, I don't know if that's why he got hurt, but I kind of I – felt, I felt it. I felt like we're pushing it. It's like it, there's a reason you don't see guys playing three different positions all over the place in, in a, in a one-month period because it probably is not all that good for them. But uh, ABT is probably the best player on the offense and it sucks, man. This is, uh, now like Matt said, getting James Robinson, does that help? Yeah, and the day, the same day, that's like a nice solve for your burn. You know what I mean? You get burned, ah, Mm -hmm. and somebody comes over with a nice and cools, okay, okay, I'm still burned, it still hurts. but That feels nice, thank you. You know what I mean? Like that's how the James Robinson thing was. Uh, So yeah, man, it shows that we're still, we're still, we're still in this thing. We're still meaning to win.
1: Scuttlebuttle comes in, says, this is a big game. Beat the Pats. We're playing with house money for a week, then a buy. Hopefully we get Max and Fant back for the final eight. Let's go. This is something, I think there could be another trade coming down the pipeline, and I'll, I'll touch on it a little bit here, is you kind of look and see how the rest of the league is doing and where the jets are. If the jets can pull off a victory this week. I don't know what the, the percentage chance of us getting into the playoffs is right now. I think we're sitting at 61%. Um, it's got to go up pretty drastically being six and two. If that were to happen, I think you could see the jets make another uh, move here before we're all said and done, but it's, it's exciting. You know, we're playing with house money because I don't, no one's expecting a win against Buffalo. Like you're just at that point, it's like okay, let's just see what we can do against them, right? And Mm -hmm. then you go into the bye, and then you come out and you're versing the Patriots in Foxborough, so at least you have like this is this is an interesting month coming up. These next four weeks are going to be kind of telling for where this team is because a lot of a lot of people have gotten a, a little bit of or the Jets have gotten a little bit of shit for the quarterbacks they've versed. Which tell me you guys aren't ecstatic with how the Patriots handled Monday Night Football last night. And they had Mac Jones in. He throws an interception. They're like, all right, we're going to Zappy." I'm doing my call-in show. I'm like, oh man, this guy's got two touchdowns real quick. Like this, tell me, like I'm just watching the chat go through. They're like, there's no way this guy's going to be the next Brady. And then the whole thing goes off the rails. <laughs> and Justin Fields just absolutely tears him up. And for me now, I, I don't know, like the Jets are legitimately one and a half point underdogs to that team. Like, We're on a four-game win streak. What kind of disrespect is that? It's insane. Absolutely looney tunes that the Jets are not favored in their own building after watching a team with two quarterbacks. You know what they say? When you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks. Ugh. Drives me nuts.
0: Let me ask you this, though. If we play Mac Jones, are we playing another backup quarterback? If we play Zap? Zappi, are we playing another backup quarterback? Is that going to be... The answer is yes. Which, one, <laughs> to, to yep, both which those. <laughs> one counts? Which one makes it possible for Rich Simini to write another fucking shitty mm-hmm. article about the Jets' propensity of playing backup quarterbacks this year? Which one is it? Is it either? Whatever one it is, that's the way we got the freedom to just say the Jets are going to get another backup quarterback? Which one is it, man?
1: Dude, Matt, what? how are you feeling about this Pats game? Um,
2: I... I think the Jets will win this game. Um, I think with how they're playing right now, their defense is playing lights out. Um, I also think the Patriots have a massive question mark at the quarterback position because they have no idea who they're going to start as Mac Jones looked terrible, and then they pulled him for Zappi, who had three turnovers of his own after that. So the Jets have been really good at creating turnovers. Um, I think it might be a similar game where it's not necessarily going to be crazy high scoring. And you know, maybe some people online get uh, upset about some box score stats, but I think the jets win uh, win this game. Um,
1: I just don't think the Patriots have enough offensively to keep pace. Did you see the the video on the sidelines of Zappy singing Stacy's mom? <laughs> he was like mouthing the words to it. I saw that tweet go around. I was like, this is kind of funny. I mean, I would be doing the same thing, but you're a quarterback who's clearly losing your game right now. Like, Pay the fuck attention. Uh, Sky C comes in, says, JD and Salah love selfless, hardworking, totally committed players. Plus, Joe Douglas already got rid of all drama players on the roster. And if Elijah Moore keeps posturing and planting negative vibes, he'll be gone. For me, when I'm watching this whole thing and I'm looking at uh, Elijah Moore and him demanding a trade, I'm not going to trade him like I I don't care if we're offered you know they'd have to blow me away with an offer like a first round pick probably does it for me but short of that dude sit your ass on the bench or come out and help the team one or the other because if you start folding to guys who just demand touches and they want to trade like it sets a bad precedent and I think what's interesting for me is you're seeing the whole team kind of rally around him like Sauce and Mosley and Corey Davis go up to Elijah Moore and say, hey, cut the shit. Come on, team player, let's go, man up. Now, we're seeing like tweets and other things that are kind of throwing shade, like Sauce had a tweet that was definitely throwing a little bit of shade at Elijah Moore. We've seen other players kind of a little sharp, like, oh, team win. Now, maybe that doesn't mean anything, but it's just, it's interesting to see how this team is sticking together and how the dynamic's gonna work with Elijah Moore in that locker room. Because I'd imagine his you know words and 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 demanding a trade on a win streak rubbed a lot of guys the wrong way. Greenbean, I want to ask you this. What what happens with Elijah Moore and is Joe Douglas like already done with this guy?
0: No, I think the the one thing that we can say about Joe Douglas and feel pretty confident is that he doesn't get rattled, right? He does not He's not somebody that's going to respond emotionally to something. You know, it took him a year and a half to trade Jamal Adams after Jamal Adams uh, (laughs) refused to talk to him for a week. He didn't talk to the coach and the GM and he took his socials down. It took Joe Douglas a a year and a half to trade a perpetually crying and moaning Jamal Adams. He's not going to, he's not going to be moved by that. He's all about the business decision. So, Again, I, I think that if Joe Douglas does get a first-round pick offer uh, that's higher than we spent on him, and you can use it on whatever your heart's desire is next year, uh, you can get another Elijah Moore if you want, somebody that you think is actually telling the truth when they talk about being a team player and all that jazz. Outside of that, I, I agree with what you said, Ryan. I, I think that they're just going to say, dude, if, you, if you're going to keep crying, you just sit over there. Sit in the corner. We're going to be over here doing this thing called work. Um, if you want to just ruin your whole career, then go ahead. We're going to let you sit there. Uh, and then they'll reevaluate it after the season. That all said, I think that he's going to come back. He's going to apologize at least lip service. Um, I think that he will realize that the best that they're not going to succumb. Uh, maybe it waits until the trade deadline, November 1st, maybe in six days or seven days, whatever it is, maybe, uh, then he realizes, holy shit, I'm really not getting traded. And the only option I have, Is to play. So maybe he does that. But either way, I don't see Joe Douglas doing it unless it's a a really sweet offer.
1: We've kind of known that Elijah Moore has a little bit of a me personality. Like, one, he's a wide receiver. I think that's just inherently part of the position. You think you can dominate anyone in front of you. And I think that's a good trait to have. But, you know, back in college, we brought it up when we drafted him. He had the old piss game. It was the, uh, he scored a touchdown, does the, you know, the, the peeing dog in the end zone pushes the extra point 15 yards back. They wind up missing the kick. They lose the game. Selfish right. play. So like I I know it wasn't the pros, but it's it's a little insight into the personality maybe. You know, hey, get your head on straight. Matt, your thoughts on Joe Douglas and where his head might be at with Elijah Moore. um. I, I think their their goal is to get him back on track and for him
2: to stay. I don't anticipate um, him being moved. Obviously, not in season. They need him right now, but even in the offseason, like I think they view him as someone that they need on this team and want on this team, and it's just a matter of getting him to buy back in, which uh, I'm strangely confident that the Jets can do that with you know competent adults in the building and Joe Douglas and Robert Sala. I think... You know, I, I think this is something that they could move on from in a in a positive way and get this thing back on track. So I don't really look at it as an issue going forward. I hope it's something that they can put in the past and just take it from from there.
1: Uncle T comes in, and says DJ Reed was the best signing of the off season. Completely agree. I don't know if there's another person that I would even compete with that um Greg Reed comes in, says, "I hope Zach doesn't force the ball to Moore when we play the Pats. Give Moore and Brax, or give Moore the Braxton end around. Yeah, right. Like, does Elijah Moore just want touches, or does he want receptions? Like, does he want to be treated like Debo Samuel? Throw that dude in the backfield, yeah. right? <laughs> right, <laughs> Take some linebacker thumps.
0: That's right. This is what you wanted, kid. That's what they should do. Just hand him the ball. Go get in the backfield for the hope. You give him fucking twenty-eight carries." <laughs> and he limps off the field with no teeth.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, man. It's like, oh, I shouldn't have asked for that. It's like yeah, one of those plays where, like, the quarterback's mouthing off, and then the whole offensive line just doesn't block, and he gets whacked one time. It's like, right? you think you're going to start playing a little uh, smarter now? Oh, okay. <laughs> that's yeah. kind of what I want to see happen. I don't want to see happen because I don't want to see the guy get hurt. But well, you know, of course
0: not. You know,
1: you know of course not. Burn but his it's like, tongue no, on some hot tea or something would be all right.
0: <laughs> but it is, it's bullshit, dude. And it, like, it really is. Like, look, every ex NFL player and even some players, and obviously some Jets, everybody came out and said that had a mouthpiece, said, mm-hmm. dude, complaining about yourself during a three game win streak, particularly for a losing organization, is a huge no no and very bad form nobody does this nobody supports it nobody agrees with it unless they're in that camp and are working on the plan you know stirring the cauldron (laughs) unless they're doing that like everybody came out and was like really like what could be so bad and that's you know so it's and that's the problem it's like out of nowhere During the best streak we've had since 2015, but really in 12 years because we got a young team of all of our own guys that were like watching bloom, rookies of the week, all kinds of fun stuff. And then it's like, I want to trade. I'm not getting the ball. And it's
1: like, oh my God, it's bad, man. What he did is really, really bad in my opinion. Did you see the Elijah Moore jersey, the blacked out jersey, and they blacked out the middle so the E or the M and the E and Moore? We're the only great. things you can see. I was like, that's brilliant.
0: Uh, oh, it's, it's fantastic. Me. Great. I couldn't believe how that worked. That was so beautiful. Hey,
1: how's this mic? Is it, is it good? Yeah, I think it's yes. good. Is it
0: working?
3: Is
1: it better? Chat. If you like green beans, Mike hit that like button for every 25 well, likes we color, get on this video. Not, <laughs> <laughs> not the color or anything
0: like that. It's just like, like, how do I sound? I'm not in the room. I, am I do I sound better? Or am I louder enough? Whatever. I think you you sound fine.
1: Hit the like button. Every 25 likes we get, we're going to pick a qualifier for our t-shirt giveaway at the end of the stream. Scuttlebutt says, pats are soft. The bears ran over. Run, run, run. I also want to see them pass though. Like that's the thing. We'll get to that in just a little bit. Uh, Ant Jets says, says, you guys are great. A lot of bitching about quarterback yesterday and today. Only stat that matters is 4-0. and Look at our line. He will continue to improve. Let's fucking go, Jets. Completely, yeah. completely agree, Aunt Jets. We're on I the know. same wavelength. Chitty. Yeah. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang says, uh, for <laughs> God's sake, <laughs> put Elijah, Elijah in the slot and let him cook. I feel like we've been saying put Elijah in the slot for the last two years. So like... yeah. yeah. Can I say something, though? Yeah.
0: Um, If you guys – I I talked a little bit about this last night, but if you guys didn't hear it, um, I I really like uh, a couple podcasts. One is our buddy Matt O'Lears. I listen every week religiously uh, to the Just Jets podcast. But another one that I like is Cool Your Jets, which is the Jet X Factor uh, podcast, and that's with Nanya and Blessington. But this week, after the Elijah Moore stuff, they had Robbie Sabo on – and they were deconstructing this exact question, which is, why is Elijah Moore being forced? It was really about the whole drama and everything, but they got onto this. Why are they forcing him to be uh, on the outside, you know, playing the X and everything? And what Robbie Sabo said, and Robbie Sabo is one of those guys that, you know, he's not just talking, right? You know that about him and his opinion is is good. You know what I mean? Like, he's one of those guys, man. Like, you're like hmm, if he says something, you listen to it because it's It's founded. You know, in uh, rock solid data analysis and all that, but what he said is this: that it's not that Elijah Moore is being forced to the outside; it's that in this particular offense, the uh, the slot receiver is very much the point guard. So there's a lot that d- that depends on the slot being. Uh, specific, like to the letter, to the T, they have to do everything perfectly because that's what clears up the tight ends, the uh, the deeper routes, all that sort of stuff. And the truth is, is that Garrett Wilson, even though he's a rookie, is playing that position better than Elijah Moore, and that Braxton Berrios is the best on the whole team. At that, he just happens to be the fourth, you know, fourth receiver, so they're not going to shoehorn it, you know, shoe, shoehorn him in. But that's what's going on. That's at least part of the story with why Elijah Moore is playing the X as opposed to uh, on the inside, which is what we're all saying. I mean, right, just like you said, we've been saying it for the whole year, but that could be one of the things that Elijah Moore is just not playing it as well, at least as far as Mike LaFleur and Robert Sala and the rest of the guys view it. Now, again, I don't know if that's the deal, but that's what Robbie Sabo said, and I found that very interesting. It was a take that I didn't hear yet. You know what I mean?
1: I was like, hmm, that's interesting if that's true. You know what I mean? Uh, NY Uh Jets 24 says, Zach Wilson is most affected quarterback when the Jets' O-line gives him max protection, and he throws the ball down the field. Zach was successful in Cleveland and Pittsburgh. Uh, he wasn't successful in Cleveland because he did not play against Cleveland, uh, and Pittsburgh game late fourth quarter. Uh, yeah, look, we just haven't needed to throw. That's kind of the, the weird convenience slash issue that we're kind of running into right now and why, and you know, we're, we're going to get into that in just a second, but, uh, yeah, crazy stuff. Uh, Greg says one last thing. Does Jay Robinson play this Sunday? If so, limited stats like Christian McCaffrey, Uh, So let's jump into that topic because I do have that queued up as well. Let's talk about the trade that was made, the New York Jets trade for James Robinson running back from Jacksonville uh, for a conditional sixth-round pick. It moves up to a fifth-round pick if he gains 600 yards. And I don't know, I didn't see any clarification if it's 600 yards with us or if it's 600 yards on the season because I think he's sitting somewhere around 400 yards right now, so it's really only 200 yards. Um, yeah. But I would imagine it's 600 from yeah. now. Like, yeah. that, that feels right. Um, and I, I like this <laughs> move. But yeah. I, I'll, I'll be honest. I did not think they were going to trade for a running back until after this week. Because I don't think James Robinson... I mean, maybe he plays and has some limited snaps. That That's kind of like the, the hang-up that I'm on right now. Maybe he has certain packages that he's in for. But they're not going to rely on him just five days, six days after a trade. So... In my mind, I'm thinking Kareem Hunt might be the the target that we were going to go for because if the Jets win this game against the Pats, the increase in uh, playoff percentage is higher. Not to mention the Browns and the Bengals are playing this weekend. So the Browns, if they lose to the Bengals, might have been more willing to trade Kareem Hunt this week. Um, so I think he's probably a trade target maybe for Buffalo or something like that after this, after this week. Uh, so I was a little surprised that they did it now. But I'll be honest, before the draft, I wanted Michael Carter to be running back one. And I wanted us to take a running back in the the third, right? Not the third, but like the fourth, fifth round. Somewhere, you know, later in the draft where you could strike gold, have a little bit of value. So in a sense, I'm kind of getting what I wanted prior to the draft, you know, in a weird roundabout way. But then James Robinson, he's way more potent than anyone you'd get in the third or fourth round of the draft. And it, what's interesting is he's only 24 years old. He's going into the final year. He's in the final year of his deal, so he's going to cost us about $500,000 this year. He's a restricted free agent at the end of the season because he tore his ACL against us last year, so he doesn't have a full three accrued years in the NFL to allow him to get to unrestricted free agency, which means the Jets are going to have the opportunity to either let him walk, sign him for either the first, second, or original round tender. The original round tender is only... $2.6 million, so the Jets can bring him back, essentially have him on a two-year or a a one-and-a-half-year $3 million deal. Really not too shabby when you consider Brees is coming off an ACL, so maybe at the beginning of next year, you're talking your first three running backs are Brees, Carter, and Robinson. That's a scary backfield right there, uh, you know, across the board. So I I really like this move. I think it was really smart by Joe Douglas. I think even more than the player himself, it sends a message to the rest of the team, because that was what seven hours not even seven hours later after we learned the official news that Brees Hall was out with an ACL he sends a message to the locker room say uh-uh we're not done we're coming out swinging we're getting a guy that's got some really high upside he's recovering from an Achilles so he's not even hundred percent yet like I mean yes he's back on the field but this guy's pretty productive he's had like 4.5 yards per carry like his entire career up until the last three games when they switched over to Travis Etienne So Matt, I want to hear your thoughts. What are you thinking about the James Robinson trade? What are you thinking about our backfield in general?
2: I love it. I think this is a home run trade from Joe Douglas trading a sixth that could turn into a fifth, um, which I think it eventually will. Um, Obviously against the Giants, they didn't use him at all. He was on the field for 12 snaps, had zero rushes or zero receptions. But early on in the year was insanely productive. He had four touchdowns, three rushing, one receiving in the first four weeks of the year. And like this is a guy who, as an undrafted rookie, had over a thousand yards and seven touchdowns. Urban Meyer tried not to use him at all last year. He still had uh, seven hundred and sixty-seven rushing yards and eight rushing touchdowns. He's extremely productive. Um, I think he'll pair nicely with Michael Carter. He's um, someone who has good vision and he's a bigger guy at two hundred and nineteen pounds. He's only five nine, but you know uh, Carter's around the same height, but. A little bit leaner and more shiftier, where Robinson could be a bruiser and he's
1: really good down by the goal line, too. So, just a huge win
2: for Joe Douglas.
1: I think w- the way I gauge trades, too, is like, how does the other team's fan base feel? And the fact that we are like hearing Jaguar fans, like, I can't believe we only got a sixth for this guy. Like, that's ridiculous. My buddy texts me, he's a Jaguar fan. Lost his mind. <laughs> he was lost in the sauce. Just absolutely going off about how we got such a steal for a six-round pick. I love hearing that kind of stuff. Trader Joe strikes again. Green Bean, your thoughts <laughs> on the Jets' backfield and James Robinson.
0: Yeah, well, you know, Matt said a lot of uh, the ammo that I have for my point, point, uh, but and, and which is fantastic, but I think, you All know, right. and then what you said, no, 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 I, I'm, uh, I'm appreciative. I, don't, I, didn't want, I didn't want to have to say it, Matt. So thank you very, very much. Uh, But uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's the fact that Joe Douglas didn't even wait a day um, shows me, it sends a very important message to the team, but to me as well. And I know the Jets are concerned about my feelings, which is nice. It made me feel as though they are aware that this is legit like so yes okay so backup quarterback this this team is not as good as it used to be that that team okay now they're not who we thought they were who gives a shit? we have five wins in the first seven games we can compete the back end of our schedule still does have the jaguars and the uh and the lions and and on and on and on so we can literally do something Michael Carter has always worked in tandem with another running back, his entire career, all the way back to high school. He's never been the bell cow. Joe Douglas acknowledged that, knows that, and told the team, don't worry, of course we're upset we lost our young superstar, but I'm going to go get another 24-year-old kid who, for whatever reason, this team just very similar to like Mims. It's like his talent didn't go anywhere. Urban Meyer's just weird, and brought in Travis Etienne, and didn't like him, and benched him, and all kinds of stupid, weird stuff. The kid's a stud, and he's good in the passing game. He had what forty receptions or something on those ends for three hundred and change. So I think it's a great move, and I think, you know, I think that we'll probably see him this week. I know what you were saying, Ryan, uh, but I think the fact that we signed him so quickly gives us the opportunity to at least maybe create a package. Where he can come in, maybe it's five plays, maybe it's twelve plays, whatever it might be. I think that it would be a benefit to have him out there, and even if it's just as a decoy, you know what I mean? Like, oh, here he comes; they're going to run him, and you don't—that kind of a thing. Um, I think it's a slam dunk, man. It's not Brees, but it's not bad. And I'll, I'll give credit to Matt O'Leary; he said it what a couple hours before it, or maybe the day before. He said, "I think five the hours. Jet should, should five hours." Matt O'Leary put out a tweet. It's it's official. It's real. He said the Jets should go and sign uh,
1: someone like James Robinson. So there you go. I'm Thank a little you. disappointed in you, Green Bean. I was expecting the, the, uh, the comp pick formula because the Jets gave up a sixth, possibly a fifth round pick. This guy winds up getting signed away from us at some point. The Jets could get a comp pick back. There's a real good shot. The comp Jets pick. are going to have to re-sign some players like a Quinn and Williams where you're going to eat up some of your cap space and maybe you're yeah, not bringing Green- in the free agents.
0: No, he's a restricted free agent, man. If we don't want him, he he counts toward the comp pick formula, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. If we want him, his contract is $1.7 million. So we can keep him for $1.7 next year, or we let him go. We rented him. We feel like Brees Hall's back 100%, and we can let him go, and he now factors in as a benefit to the comp pick formula. So we don't just get – like you know this, but we don't just Mm -hmm. get a comp pick for someone. Right, and uh, you know, it's like it has to out. We have to outweigh with what we brought in versus what we lost, and all that jazz. But so I think it's even on that level, Ryan. I I think it's beautiful what Joe Douglas did. We brought in a 24-year-old cheap restricted free agent. So if he does sign somewhere, we get a pick. If we let him go, he factors to the comp pick. And if we want him, he's two million bucks. You know what i mean so i think it's it's just such a smart move and uh some i think dom c sent me a, a like one of the jaguars uh youtube guys and he was livid livid he was like, i don't understand why we gave this guy away for chump change and the best part about it is if we don't hit the ex, you know the accelerator or whatever the escalator we basically traded blake cashman for james robinson that is magic <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Who could, in a million years, never, who would do such a thing? Joe Douglas did it.
1: I love it. Joe S comes in <laughs> and says, if Fields had the same game, he would be praised. Uh, talking about Zach Wilson, I don't know if I'd call that, but uh, I'd like to see Zach's stats at least match what Fields did yesterday. Uh, it'd yes. be nice to see. Chitty says Garrett should be on the outside. Period. He's a jump ball savant. Let's not overcomplicate this. Yeah, when I'm looking at like the skill set of our wide receivers, I'm thinking Corey Davis has to be on the outside. Garrett Wilson jumps out the gym; should be on the outside. Elijah Moore and Barrios should be working the slot. Like just from a, a pure eyeball test, that's where it, it it fits in for me. And like Mims is the same way. Mims should be on the outside. Like the fact that he doesn't know the slot and that's why he wasn't playing last year is absolutely bananas to me. But I I don't think we should overcomplicate things. Simplify stuff. Make it easier. We got young guys. Go up and play some ball. Matt, you think we're overcomplicating it and Garrett should be on the outside? Yes, frankly. Yeah, I,
2: I do. I agree with this take. Um, I, I think, and for that reason, Elijah Moore should not be the one who's running a million go routes like 33% of his routes have been go route. That's insane. He's a five, nine shifty receiver. Get him the ball in space. Let him turn upfield and go to work. Like the touchdown he had against the dolphins last year. That's perfect. He turned a little 10 yard slant into a long touchdown. It's, I don't know. I, I don't think he's being utilized properly and uh, I'm not justifying what he did. I think he handled it uh, insanely wrong. I think it was awful how he handled it, but uh, I do think once he's back that the Jets can use him better, and I
1: hope that they do. Greeny, what about you? How are you feeling about Garrett being on the outside instead of on the inside? Well, I think it makes a
0: ton of sense, man. I mean, like, like we we all have the same feelings, in my opinion, and we all look at it, and it's not working. Like that's the that's the big thing for me. Like you know, like we complain about this or that, and if, if it's not working, then our complaints are valid. But if it's working then I find it very difficult to complain about things. It's like, all right, well, that's not the way I would do it, but it's working. You know what I mean? So whatever, but we are seeing um, a lack of potency. Uh, with the wide receiver group and you know and I know it because I I got sucked in and I got two damn jets on my fantasy team and I'm a complete loser because of it Uh, they've done nothing I think I got a collective six points in fucking four weeks with these guys so um you know but yeah man I think like again Robbie Sabo's point that I just made that I just brought up holds weight with me like it makes sense and if that's what's really going on behind the scenes and they're like, dude, he's just not doing what we need him to do in there. When we put him in there, yes, he gets a, you know, a nice catch every now and then, but he's, but he's screwing up the rest of the offense. Then I understand it. But I think simplicity, like you just said, Ryan, I think we might be overcomplicating it. It's like Lafleur, you know, um, on third and one, he has an empty backfield and he runs, you know, a deep se- you know, seven step drop with, you know, 15 yard plus routes. It's like, why are we doing that? We're talking about getting three feet, you know, three feet. Dude, so I think we are in danger of overcomplicating it. And I think it would make a ton of sense to have Corey Davis, Garrett Wilson on the outside, Elijah Moore on the inside, a couple of bruising tight ends, and a running back. Let's let's just go there and and run an offense and beat people up.
1: Teddy CraneY comes in says Zach's coming out game incoming, three hundred yards, three touchdowns, fourteen to thirty New York Jets. I said it since last week. I want Zach. And the offense just go off, and I want them to be in victory formation. Patriots have no timeouts. Two minutes left in the game, and them to throw a fucking hail mary and just rub some some salt on the wound. I oh, I just want to like bury them in it. I do not want to stop. Like I will score every point I could possibly score against this team. Fuck the goddamn Patriots. Yeah, uh, It sounds are you the one like the one intro. Are you guys no. going? Either one of you? I will be I will be at that game. I so we're taking yeah. a shuttle. We got a uh we got a a bus, not a bus, but yeah, I guess a bus, a shuttle van, bus kind of thing, uh for work. And we got tickets through one of the distributors that we purchased liquor through and beer through. And uh they're like, oh hey, you're gonna be in lot like F twelve, which is where we're like planning to go to a tailgate, but since we're taking a bus slash shuttle, they're telling me I gotta go to lot L. So like I don't know exactly where I'll be. I was talking to Blue at Blue it's gonna be there, so I gotta link up with him. I've missed him like every game that I've gone to and he's given me so much shit. I just have to <laughs> I have to make <laughs> sure I stop by and see him. <laughs> yeah. Uh I'm Brian. glad you're
0: going, man. That makes me uh, I'm excited for you. I mean I hope that you're not a bad luck charm. Have have you been to I, a win yet, Brian?
1: Not in the last two years. I mean I've been to plenty of wins oh. but like the last yeah, two yeah, years, yeah. Lo- the home openers, we've just lost and it's just yeah, yeah. it sucks. It's also a tough games ball. too. You're going against the Patriots, Bill Belichick. Maybe. You know, Zach's trying to play hero yeah. ball this year. It's like the Ravens with Lamar, and I, the Jets played well enough to win that game, but we didn't get to see Zach. It was like you know Flacco and yeah. and the and the crew. It was so the I don't know.
0: Well, I, I hope you get to see a victory. Yeah, the last two years wins have been tough to come by. So I mean, we got six out of all two years. So uh, oh uh, yeah. yeah. I'm excited for all you guys. I hope the place is packed, loud. I, I really I want to see it, man. I'm excited Dude, for everybody.
1: Going. I think it's going to be rocking. Brian comes in, yeah. says seven weeks in their second season. How do you guys feel about our coaching staff now? I like it. I'll be honest. Special teams, Brant Boyer, I mean, oh this God. is his third regime now. Great special teams coach. 100% he's been awesome. Ulbrich, now that he's got talent on that side of the field, This defense has been lights out. I do want to see him formulate game plans against some maybe upper echelon type players. Like we we saw it against Aaron Rodgers, but I I don't know how confident I feel that Aaron Rodgers is currently a a good quarterback. I have him on one of my fantasy teams and I've like resulted to benching him and playing Kirk Cousins. Like (laughs) like if you had told me that before, oh, I'm like livid at that. But I'd like to see him kind of, I want to see what he can do against the Bills. That's kind of like the, like for me, after seeing what the Patriots went through yesterday, I think the Bills game is almost a litmus test for me. Like, like where is this team based on like the quarterbacks we've played? That where I think the defense is, and we're still like a little hamstrung. Like you're you're, you're saying, okay, we're going to be without Elijah Moore, or not Elijah Moore. We're going to be without Elijah Vera Tucker. You're going to be without uh, Brees Hall. You're going to be without likely Corey Davis at that point. I think he comes back after the buy. Um, so it gives me some hope. Like if the Jets can hang with the Bills, and you're missing those three guys. That's going to be a big confidence booster, even if like, you know, we wind up on the losing end of that. Um, Green how are you feeling about this coaching staff right now? Dude, I've been saying it the whole
0: time. I'm a huge Ulbricht fan. I never questioned anything he's ever done. (laughs) Hey, did you guys know, isn't it interesting that, you know, Quinn Williams, the last couple of weeks was playing 75% and up and he was dominating. Do you know what he played this week?
1: It was like 60%, I think is what it was. 62%.
0: Yeah. Yes, yeah. right. And it's like, I don't know. So that kind of stuff still rubs me. Like there's a lot, there's a lot there, but I have to give credit where credit is due, man. I mean, these guys have this young team believing they have them playing 60 minutes of football. And the weirdest anomalous thing of all is we are a fourth quarter team. We did it again in Denver, man. Mm -hmm. That is the trait of a veteran team. That's Tom Brady. That's Ben Roethlisberger. That's those guys. You know, uh, Drew Brees. Like, all the stuff that happens during the game, when the fourth quarter starts, they know, okay, all jokes, stop it. We're going to go win now. And that's what they do. And we have a young team, and we're doing that. Even Zach, he has a sloppy, crazy game. He settles down in the fourth, and he does just enough. In Pittsburgh, he was great. In Denver, he wasn't great, but he did enough. And again, no turnovers. And it's like the whole team seems to settle down and get laser-focused in the fourth quarter. And that is the coaches, man. Like, you have to give it to them. And the defense has been playing just angry, fast, aggressive. And, um, and I look, again, I I have to credit – you know, I'll, I'll credit the coordinators. I, I really like a lot of our positional coaches – but then I got to credit Sala, who, who I've been critical of, you know. So I think that whatever he's doing, they're buying in. So
1: I'm in. You know what I mean? I want to point out Aaron uh, Gertis said snap count was down because of the altitude. That's that's interesting. I think that's probably uh, probably true. I think guys are probably a little bit more gassed because of that. Uh RJ comes in, says no recency bias. Better uni, all white Darnold debut with the white face mask or our stealth black this Sunday. I'm not gonna lie. We were talking about this. I think it was before the stream. Everything's blending together, so I don't really remember. Um, I am concerned that we're gonna go away from the the white tops <laughs> right now. I like the black. I'm, I'm I'm excited to see the black helmets. I like the blackout game, but uh, yeah, I don't know. All blacks or all whites? I I really do like the all whites. I think the all whites is is pretty sharp. Uh, Matt, what yeah. are you thinking about the all blacks?
2: Uh, I love it. It's black for Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots funeral. So I think it's been- <laughs> like, his
1: yes, let's go. Yeah. Oh man. Got me even more fired up. Green bean. What are you feeling about this? Uh, this upcoming uniform choice. I'm feeling better because of what O'Leary
0: just said. That's what I, I'm feeling. I'm feeling <laughs> that is perfect. But I look, I, I hate to piss on our cornflakes, but like I said before, I'm freaked <laughs> out. I'm freaked out that we're not going to wear the white jersey. I'll be honest. I get it. It was pre-planned. I, I really was looking forward to the all blacks with the black helmet. I love the look. I really. But I'm freaked out, man. I'm a superstitious guy, and I would just like to see them black pants, white jersey, black helmet. That's. I hope that they that they succumb to that superstition. Say so, you know I can't do it. White jerseys, because I'd hate to I'd hate to see us lose because of the damn jersey color.
1: Chat, I want you to hit the like button if you are like the three of us and haven't changed your underwear for the last four weeks because we are superstitious. We're not doing it. We're going to keep it until we lose 100%. Daniel Faust comes in and says, Joe will add to the line as well. Uh, We can touch on that in a little bit. I do think that is a possibility. I'm curious to see where you guys think we might end up with this Um, real quick before I get to pump up the champ. uh, Travis Preham. Comes in, the member super chat says, we can win these next two games. I like it, confidence. Yeah. Pump Up The Champ says, yeah, I love yeah. how we stole James Robinson from teams like the Bills, Chiefs, and Rams. I bet Bills fans are livid because they could have easily made this move to bolster their roster. Yeah, I think there's gonna be a lot of fans. I, I Nothing warmed my heart more than right. watching the Bills fans. It was, the, I, it was their draft stream. I think it was Bills, not Bills Mafia. What was it called? Bills, uh... Fanatics. That's that live stream when we took Brees Hall. Oh. They lost their fucking minds <laughs> and it was amazing. He's ours for the next at least three <laughs> years. He's going to be a lifetime jet, and the Bills are going to have to go against him every friggin' like year, twice a year, and they're going to have to see just how good he could have been on their teams. Ah, oh, It makes me happy. Green Bean, you think they're oh. uh, some some of the higher echelon. I shouldn't say higher. The equal tier teams to us are upset by not getting James Robinson.
0: Yeah, you know what? I think that's really great. I haven't even thought of that. Not even for a split second that I think not only is it beneficial for us, but it also is beneficial because we stole a guy uh, that could have helped those teams. Now, they might still trade for Kareem Hunt or or whoever mm-hmm. else, right? And that might work, but it's probably going to be more expensive, too. Like, I think James Robinson is a slam dunk, man. Like, it's not just like, ah, okay, he's good because we got him for cheap. No, we got a stud, in my opinion, for cheap. You know, so I think, uh, yeah, that's a really great chance, p a pump <laughs> Our great uh, point, a pump
1: <laughs> Money comes in. And says, I know we're not done evaluating Zach, but gut feeling is he the guy. If everything falls apart, can he win us the game? So this is going to be interesting. Uh, I do want to mention Joe S.'s comment real quick. He says, Jets get better as the year goes on. Zach too. So that kind of chimes in with Money's comment. Let's jump into what Chris Sims was saying. I want to play this for you guys, and we'll talk about this whole Zach comment. Uh, right now, this is what Chris Sims had to say about Jet fans and Zach Wilson.
3: Zach Wilson did fine yesterday. He did fine. There was it wasn't like they were missing wide open people. Denver's been doing this to everybody that comes to Denver. Jets fans, come on, get a f-ing clue. What's going on here? Like, what the are you thinking or doing? You won a game. You're five and two. They're like looking for anything to pick apart their team. I've never seen anything like it i have never seen anything like it. I, I literally wanted to start off the pod because I was driving here today on the fan going, do I have to look at the game again? Did they lose? Wait, did Zach Wilson not escape out of like seven sacks yesterday and throw the ball away? Like, and keep them in manageable situations? I mean, he made some magical escapes yesterday where I went, whoa. Like, that was unbelievable. He had no pass protection. I mean, the, the, to me, I'm looking at it going – a young quarterback like Zach Wilson usually would have thrown three interceptions in a game like that. Same with last week in Green Bay. He outplayed Aaron Rodgers last week in Green Bay, but they were we're still going to talk about Zach Wilson. It's not good enough. I mean, he made the biggest play, the biggest throw in the game last week. An on-the-run, out-and-up, 45-yard dime down the sideline to Corey Davis. But we're going to talk about Elijah Moore and that shit. It's just it, the Jets fans are frustrating me right now. They're you're five and two. You're playing the way you're supposed to. I didn't watch that game yesterday and i got to see it pretty good. There wasn't a many games on at four o'clock where I went, I didn't come away going, man, Zach's missing people. They're wide open everywhere. Like, man, they should have thrown for 300 today. Come on. Is a, that is an awesome defense. So that
1: was Chris Sims talking about Zach Wilson and, It's just fascinating to see the fan base, a fan base that hasn't won anything in so long to be so critical of the young signal caller who just finished his 17th game. He essentially just finished his rookie year after missing training camp and the first three weeks of the season this year. It's interesting. So I want to see where you guys fall on this. Should fans be concerned with Zach Wilson right now? His four games that he has played. 252 yards, a touchdown and two interceptions against the Steelers. Remember that one interception was against um, or was thrown to Conklin, tipped up in the air, was intercepted. Uh, The Dolphins game, 210 yards. Packers game, 110 yards. Broncos game, 121 yards. Now he did have a rushing touchdown. He had a receiving touchdown and he had two receptions uh, that he threw to Brees Hall that ended on the one yard line. So this really could have been a five touchdown to two interception type of you know, collaboration for Zach Wilson here. Um, I want to see how you guys feel. Green Bean, are you concerned with Zach Wilson? And do you understand why fans might be feeling a certain way right now?
3: <clears throat>
0: uh, I'm concerned about Zach Wilson, but I but I happen to agree with what Chris Sims is saying, man. I think that we are, we're funny. Now, Chris Sims isn't one of us, right? So uh, he doesn't really... Um, understand maybe on a level that somebody like myself does like i have been a jets fan since i'm 10 years old i live breathe this stuff i know jets fans intimately and i know the craziness and i know the damage and the ptsd and all the kind of stuff but I even think, too, like while I am concerned, I shared about this last week, I'm concerned about Zach Wilson. I thought he got away with one. I don't like the twirls. you know. Yes, he's getting away with people. I mean, uh, you know, he's getting away from the rush and all that, and I'm grateful for that. I think Flacco would have been dead. But I got to be honest, I don't love the twirls and the 20 yards behind the line of scrimmage stuff that he does. I don't love it. You know what I mean? It makes me nervous, and I think that he got away with one uh, with that being down. And, and he, he was down, don't get me wrong, but – that was close, man, and he could have, you know, that could have changed the game. That all said, I'm not out on Zach Wilson, and I have, I don't have any reason to be. You know what I mean? I think, okay, like let's let him have a season. Let's let him have a season here. He progressed last year. He turned off the turnover thing. This year, in my mind, he's only thrown one real pick. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's. I mean, he's he's doing enough. Like he's doing enough, and uh, and I still have faith. Am I concerned? Sure. Sure, I'm concerned. I'm like, no, I this fucking guy better work out, man. But again, I think that Chris Sims is right. I think we're trying real hard to be unhappy. You know what I mean? And I think, dude, we're on a run, man. Four and two, we're undefeated on the road. We are fi- I mean, four in a row, five and two, undefeated on the road. We, we, we've even won our first division game in X amount of years this year. Like, I, for one, am psyched. My expectations were seven to nine. We got five, and we're only at week eight. Like I'm in a good mood, so it's weird. Like I, I think both can be true.
1: You know what I
3: mean?
1: Yeah, hundred percent. I think there's there's absolutely truth to that, and I think Zach Wilson maybe not needing to throw or or should be throwing. I mean, you're, you're talking about the Broncos defense; they were lights out. There's there's no way you should have been throwing the ball in that weather with everything that's going on. You're down your lineman. I have a stat here. Uh, time to throw. So from snap to release of ball, Zach Wilson is averaging 4.37 seconds. That is a lot of time. And part of I that, it, it it's not necessarily the, the offensive line. I mean, it, part of it is, you know, he's holding on to the ball a little too long, but he's creating time, allowing his wide receivers the ability to get open. And I think he's probably missing some of the open guys. I think there is something to that. So I think there are valid concerns. Um, but at the end of the day, 4-0. He's got to be doing something right. Defenses have got to be respecting his legs. They've got to be respecting his arm, you know, more than Flacco, in my opinion. Uh, so it's just interesting to see. Matt, I want your thoughts. Are you concerned with Zach Wilson, or do you understand why fans are concerned? Um,
2: I understand where, where the some of the fans are coming from, but I think it's taken to too much of an extreme, as is like Chris Sims's comments. There's some things in there that he said that I definitely uh, agreed with, but Um, I mean, I watched the game on Sunday. He did miss open receivers. And as Greenbead said, the rolling out uh, and dropping back a mile thing is scary. But at the same time, it's game four of a season in which he missed the entire preseason and the first three weeks. I want to see him play. And my stance on this has been the same. I want to see him play the 14 games. And I think we'll have a better idea of the full evaluation through four, four games. You've had a two pretty good games. Uh, The Pittsburgh game was started off a little rocky. And then he came back with arguably his best quarter of football that he's played as a jet leading a comeback win in the fourth quarter on the road in Pittsburgh against Miami. He was good. I, I would say he was good against Miami. He only threw 210 yards, but he was averaging 10 yards per attempt because they barely threw the ball, but he was effective. And as Ryan, I think it was that mentioned that two balls went down at the one yard line against green Bay. Rocky, this past week against Denver, bad. One of his worst games as a Jet. But as we've all talked about, only one quarterback has played well against Denver this year and it was Geno Smith all the way back in week 1. They haven't allowed a He had less than touch- 200 yards. Yeah, he had 195 yards. Right. like so it, there's a little bit of nuance to this and I don't think there's a, there's too many people who are on the side of yes, Zach is 100% the answer, he's fine, don't worry about anything and then you have people that is no, Zach sucks, and it's either because they a wanted to keep Sam Darnold, b wanted to take Justin Fields, <laughs> or c just like our, just want to be miserable. So right. it's I don't know. It's it's frustrating. Why can't we just enjoy the win streak right now and say, hey, I hope that Zach Wilson figures it out down the stretch. It's seventeen games into his career. Maybe let's look at a little bit of a sample size. For instance, the final ten games that are still on the schedule for this season.
1: Matt, I'm a Jets fan. I like pain. I want you to twist my nipples as hard as possible. (laughs) Where's the wax? (laughs) Yeah, Dax Milne's mom. Come on. Uh, Sorry. Uh, Dom C drops in, says, the only problem with Garrett Wilson on the outside, his Achilles heel is press man. He doesn't release efficiently enough. Being inside or in motion helps him immensely. Elijah is better with the release first press. That is huge, Dom C. Thank you for that insight. So, Garrett Wilson has a tough time getting off the press man coverage on the outside, where in the slot, you kind of have a little bit more space to sort of work with. So Mm. I think it's worth trying Garrett Wilson on the outside because I've seen plenty of opportunities where cornerbacks are playing five yards off and Garrett Wilson is skilled enough to be able to create some moves or make some moves, create some space and really cause some damage. Like this guy's a jump ball receiver guy can jump out of the gym. Greenbean, you agree with Tom C. here or how you feeling?
0: Well, I think this comment uh kind of dovetails with what I was talking about before with Robbie Sabo's assessment uh, with it. Like there's more to this stuff. You know, um now I think again we're in danger of overcomplicating it. Like I'm pretty confident that Garrett Wilson will do just fine on the outside. He's he's got the jump skills, he's got the high point ability, he's got great hands and his feet are wonderful. You know what I mean? Like sure he might get jammed up sometimes, but I think he would be effective out there, especially when Elijah Moore is shredding people on the inside. I think Elijah Moore is is lethal in there. Now, if he's not doing this or that or the other thing properly, and that means he can't play there, I think that's unfortunate. It's just it's very similar to what we said about the Jets not being able to use a six-foot-three, you know, four-three-eight speed wide receiver. It's like, I, I don't know. I feel like we're thinking too much. Like, the guy, he's played football his whole life. He's excellent at it. Figure out a way to use a six-foot-three guy. Figure out a way to get the five-foot-nine guy in the middle of the field. You know what I mean? Like, he's going he's gonna to surgically chop up that defense. Like, there's got to be a way to do this. And I think that we're kind of I, – I find this staff, and this is one of my overall gripes – I find them to be a little rigid in their thinking. Now that all said, it's, it seems like it's working. It's like, it's paying off right now. And maybe we have to be more patient with some other things to pay off. But I think that the comment Dom makes is interesting. And, um, but I think like, again, I think Garrett Wilson would probably be pretty good out there.
1: Matt, your thoughts on Dom C's comment right here and Garrett Wilson, not necessarily being able to beat press man coverage. Mm, I don't
2: know if I buy that. Um, I, I guess I see where he's where he's coming from, but I don't think that's enough for me to say that um, he needs to be in the slot to mitigate those issues.
1: Great thought process. Brian Bogan drops in and says, "I want to see Clemens play at running back." You know, fun inside fact. I didn't tell anyone this. I got some inside knowledge. Michael Clemens was the one who called Jacksonville and said, you're giving us a fucking running back right now for a six-round pick. (laughs) Nice. I love it. 1189 Paris says, black jerseys, white pants, to see how it looks. Ugh. I don't know. Like, the whole, like, uniform thing with, like, the different colors, and it just it throws me off. I don't know how I would feel with black tops, white pants. Like, that feels like too much black up top. That's just my thinking, though. Kevlar. Drops in, says, I'll be at the Bills game. I haven't been to a game when the Jets lost. Something to think about. Kevlar, you need to get season tickets ASAP. (laughs) Right (laughs) now. You should be going to away games. I want a perfect season, my friend. This is bullshit. I'm upset that you're not at every game. Uh, Taps any button. Taps any button, says, I'm one of the fans. Zach has been horrible. No excuse. Hmm. So is there a discussion to be had? Like, let, let's, let's take this to the extreme. Like, let's say Zach Wilson has a bad rest of the season. Like, like no 300 yard game. He has, you know, at most 200 yards, he has like 50, 50 touchdowns to interceptions. Cause right now from a throwing perspective, he's a 0.5. He's got the one throwing touchdown and he's got the two interceptions to his credit. Um, what do the jets do? Like, are you pulling the plug on Zach Wilson? Do you bring in some competition? Is there someone you kind of have your eye on? I, I think the jets have a really good shot at making the playoffs. So that puts them out of reach of quarterbacks, which thank God, I, I'll be honest. I don't want to go wow. through another rookie quarterback again. Um, yeah. Greenbean, I want to hear your thoughts on like, what is the worst case scenario that happens with the jets? Uh,
0: worst case scenario. You know, what's like, uh,
3: like, you
0: know, I said, I didn't have it on screen. I was doing, I was on another page.
1: <laughs> oh no, I it's perfect. I, I
0: love it. it. I love the
1: hair. It's, it, I'm pulling my hair out. listening <laughs> to this shit. <laughs> right. Well, I, you know, I
0: got to be careful these days with the hair. Ryan. Um, so, uh, what were we
1: talking about? What was it again? We're talking about what's the worst case scenario oh. for the Jets? Like what happens if Zach Wilson, yeah you know, doesn't have a great season or are you still feeling shaky about him at the end of the year?
0: Yeah. I find it really hard to think that Zach's not going to get his third year unless, and I think you know, what's funny. I was watching Matt's new program at two o'clock Monday through Thursday, the jets report today. I was there with him, and I think it was Matt who said this. He said, I, I find it. I, I think Zach is going to get his year three was how he said it. And and I agree with that. Like, dude, you look at, you know, and not to compare, it's not the same, right? But you look at Josh Allen, looked like a sporadic kind of, he did a lot of boneheaded moves. He turned the ball over a lot. Now, he was playing better than Zach is right now. But it wasn't until year three that he exploded and became the Josh Allen that we know today. He was kind of this iffy guy. He progressed a little bit from rookie year to second year. But I think Zach Wilson, very similar To how they're, I was just talking about they're stubbornly sticking to certain systems and certain ideals and ideas, all those kinds of things. I think they're going to do that with Zach, unless he just completely craps the bed, or like, God forbid, gets a season-ending injury, and they and they're like, all right, that's two in a row with this guy, you know, three injury, like you know, we have to get some insurance, we can't depend on him, sort of, you know, kind of a thing. Other than that, I think Zach's going to get his year three, man. Uh, He's going to progress. He's already removed the turnovers, uh, essentially up to this point. I mean, dude, they're all but gone. That was the Achilles' heel of Sanchez and Geno Smith. They had all these, you know, th- these exciting games, and then they would—they were, were both. Geno and Sanchez were both number one in turnovers. Sanchez was number one like two, three years in a row. Like that's what we had to overcome. We don't have to overcome that now. Am I happy with Zach's play? I'm not happy. I like I said, I'm concerned. But I still think he gets his year three unless the bottom completely falls out of this
2: one.
1: Yeah, I don't know how you could not give him the year three. Like, I don't know if it's year three, then it's like competition or if it's, hey, he has a bad, bad year this year and then it's competition next year. Like, I trust this coaching staff. And I trust the process like you're looking at really good talent. And I think once you start bringing in like that competition, like you saw what happened. If you were watching the Monday night game last night, Mac Jones starts, throws the interception. They throw in Zappi. He gets two quick touchdowns. And then the interview after with Mac Jones and Zappi, both of them in the post game presser, like incredibly awkward. What do you do? Like for me, I'm ride or die, Zach. You know, I'd like to see it for three years. I think three years is enough time. By the end of this season, I'm gonna know if I feel comfortable with Zach. I think I, like yeah. we have another 14 games. If the Jets make the playoffs and, and and Zach is kind of like so so, I'm not bringing in competition. Like I, I'm I'm riding with them, Matt. I want to hear your thoughts on this as well. Uh, how are you feeling about Zach and like the progression and maybe worst case scenario?
2: Yeah, I kind of like where Green Bean was going with this. And it got me thinking, like over the last two years, obviously there's been first round quarterbacks that haven't worked out. And, you know, Sam Darnold being one of those, the last time the you know, the Jets drafted a quarterback in the first round. But really think about in in recent history, I was going back off the top of my head, I could really only think of two instances where the quarterback that was originally drafted by their team uh, in the first round did not get their third year. And that was Josh Rosen, who mm-hmm. there's obviously red flags that first year. They moved on and had the first overall pick and drafted Kyler Murray. And the second is Dwayne Haskins, who unfortunately passed mm-hmm. away before he got to play his third year in the NFL. Wow. So I'm not mm-hmm. even saying that it's necessarily going to work out with Zach Wilson or not, but I don't anticipate them pulling the plug this early, especially when, I mean, yes, this team is is playing really well right now and they're they're winning football games. Let's not forget what everyone was saying this, this past offseason and early on this year. Robert Sala and Joe Douglas, Douglas both invested a lot in Zach Wilson. They are going to try to see this thing through and make it work, and I don't think they're going to ditch that plan after at that point, which would be 27 starts.
1: Devil's advocate. Wheels come off with Zach Wilson. Horrible second half of the season. Lamar Jackson has an opportunity to shake free. You making the move, Matt? Um,
2: it's you have to really consider it. Lamar Jackson is an incredible, incredible athlete. One of the better quarterbacks Oof. in the NFL. Um, it's going to cost
1: you a lot to get him, but I think mm-hmm. you have to at minimum consider it. Yeah. I think this, this roster is talented enough where if Zach, like if the wheels totally fell off, like I'm talking like bad, like you're like, okay, this guy, like he can't be the guy. Like there's too many other guys on this team that are playing well to have the quarterback play this poorly. That's what would have to happen for me in order to pull the trigger on it. Green bean. If that were to happen, you pulling the trigger on uh, Lamar Jackson.
0: Well, you got to think about like, you're more than likely not going to be able to keep the guys that you want. You know what I mean? Like the Quinn and Williams is of the world. Like, you know, bringing in a Lamar Jackson with where this team is right now. I don't know. No, consider it. Absolutely. But I don't know. And he's on the decline too, man. You know what I mean? He's like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not the big stars in my eyes guy. Now we saw it work out with Peyton Manning when he went to Denver. We saw it work out with Matt Stafford going to the Rams at least for for one year. Um, you know, I, I don't know, man. You know, Lamar Jackson's still young. Uh, it would be an exciting proposition. You know, uh, we haven't had a quarterback at that you know with that package in, in, ever. But at the same time. I don't know. I think I'd. You know what I really like. I'd like to see Zach get his third year and like use a third round pick or something like that on a quarterback. Somebody like the Davis, you know, Millses of the world. Like mm-hmm. some somebody like the, You know how Dallas doesn't matter who the hell comes in. He, he's like in danger of taking the starter's job. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, how do they do that? I want that.
1: You want Cooper want Rush? Team. That's the that's the that's the end game here. I want Cooper Rush? No, but I, 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 I do really agree. Heard. I think you should bring in competition that doesn't necessarily necessarily threaten the locker room chemistry right. and things like that. Sure. Like, I, I don't know who that quarterback is. Like for me, I would have said Jimmy G at one point, but I think he's too big of a personality to come in and you'd have to, you know, pay him a little bit more than I'd like to, to, to do that. But it's interesting. It's a fascinating situation. Uh, Mr. Downtown says Rooks have been great, but what's up with, uh, Jermaine Johnson, Jermaine Johnson right now. He's only played in four games. I guess he played in five games. He had 15 snaps against Miami, but in the four games that he was like producing, he's got a sack and a half and he's got, what is that? One, two, three. He's got like 12 tackles. I'm okay with Jermaine Johnson right now. Yeah. I'm not, you he know, having
0: a solid year. He yeah. was
1: solid, man. Yeah. Totally really. fine with that. He's got a few tackles for a loss as well. He's got two tackles for a loss, two quarterback hits. Like I'm okay with where Jermaine Johnson's at right now. And I'd rather him get healthy. We've got enough, you know, Meet on the defensive line. There's no reason to force your rookie back out onto the field. So uh, I'm totally cool with that. Matthew comes in says, Well, fellas, what's up? Just got off of listening to Boomer and Geo. Reports are coming in. MetLife close to its first official sellout in the regular season in 12 years. Who's gonna be there? Let's go, Jets. I'm going to be there. I can't wait. We're on a four-game winning streak. I want to punch the fucking Patriots in the mouth. Like, I've been saying it all, like, the last few weeks. Like, this is the one game I want to win. I want to run up the score on them. And, like, I want Zach to have his coming out party this week. I really do. do. (laughs) Oh, my God.
0: That would be best case. I mean, i'd hate to even say it but it's like you know like you said ryan like this is the one that we really want to win like i would almost be willing to sacrifice two of the other games if we were going to win this one you know what i mean like this is that important we cannot go on a four game win streak and then let bill belichick come into our packed house and do the same thing that he's done to us for decades almost and uh you know especially after the way that the hapless Chicago Bears beat the living hell out of them
1: last night. And they got a short week to prepare. Right. like beat the snot out of them. Main Jets fan comes in and says, we got this Pats game. Zach is going to ball out 450 yards. I want to make Zappy and Jones cry and Belichick recede into his hoodie. Dude, I'm right there with you. <laughs> yeah. Jet Simulation says, I think Zach is going to turn into Stafford like quarterback. I'm cool with that. If Dude, we could Staff- get Stafford, I would a hundred percent sign up for that. He is a you know, a very good quarterback that won a Super Bowl. I'm a hundred percent on board with Stafford. Green your
0: thoughts. Yeah, people for people forget though how good Stafford was. He was on terrible teams, never cried once, by the way, but he was lights out for a long time. You go go back and look over. Stafford was among the better quarterbacks all throughout, the worst, you know, the just the most terrible teams. Uh, that was like a good move. Like he finally got to a good team an all around good team. Like he's had good pieces throughout his career and they, and they've done some, you know, they made it to the playoffs a couple of times, but Stafford, I dude, if Zach ended up being a Stafford, we'd be fucking, it, we'd be fine. That would be more than enough for me.
1: Uh, I see Iowa and Jets fan over there saying the black pants are lucky, not the white tops. Oh, well, so maybe the Ooh. black on black on black is like, okay. Right? See? I like you, I'm Iowa sorry. and Jets fan. I like it. Uh, yeah, uh, and like Rigo it. comes and says, shout out to Houston for passing on Sauce. Seriously. How excited? I, I I, know I was super pumped when they took Stingley. One, because you know the three of us didn't want Stingley. The injury history was a concern. But, I mean, let, for a second, Sauce is arguably a top 10 corner in the league right now. And you look at this rookie class of cornerbacks, Stingley included. Stingley, Sauce, the kid from uh, the Patriots, Jones, uh, Tariq Woolen out in Sa- uh Seattle. This is a stout, young, good cornerback class that came out this year. And Sauce is leading the way and he's just shutting down receivers left and right. Thank God Houston passed on him because I I just love me some Sauce. The leadership that he has and like the you know, he just he doesn't have like a mean bone in his body, but he's going to talk shit. He's going to get in the other receivers head and he's going to like have fun. Like I loved watching the cheese head come across the screen, Matt, you grateful that Houston passed on sauce.
2: Yes. Um, I, I think sauce is better than Derek Stingley. Uh, Derek Stingley has been pretty good as a rookie, but yeah. his injury history mm-hmm. scares the life out of me. Like, I don't want to, uh, poo poo what Derek Stingley has been doing. He's, uh, been very very good for them but i am more than pleased with
1: what the jets got hexen says zach starts his year two against the pats sunday so if you guys remember last year zach had a rough outing week two home opener against the new england patriots we were all there got our teeth kicked in and then last Game against the Patriots was the game he got hurt. He got hit low twice. He was having a good game. Had oh. another throw. I believe it was to Elijah Moore down to the one yard line. Or it was a, it, sorry, it wasn't a catch. It was a penalty down to the one yard line. And then he gets knocked out. Zach. Has only had one bad game against the Patriots, and I hope they friggin' kick their teeth in this week. Elveraldo comes in, says, Ryan, Lamar Jackson, take a long walk off a short pier. Dude, I'm just saying, if Zach had a MVP. horrible, like, yeah, yeah, he's an MVP. The guy's an absolute monster. If Zach has the wheels completely come off, and this team's built to win now, and we've got the running game we've got that Lamar Jackson can take advantage of, dude, I'm. I'm a hundred percent signing up for it, but I think Zach's going to turn it around. I didn't know. Don't even want to say turn around. I think he's going to kick it into gear and we're not even going to have this conversation. Like I don't want to have this conversation at all. Post by is when it happens. Oh, we need it. We need it. Shadow says Aaron Rodgers. He can mentor Zach. No, fuck that. Oh my God. You?
2: No, is it no, yeah, want to talk about headaches.
3: headaches. Right. Yeah.
2: Matt, sorry. No, I was just going to say, you want to talk about headaches, let him go, I
1: don't know, hang out on the Joe Rogan podcast, just go away, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so done with Aaron Rodgers, has anyone, I don't want to say anyone fallen from grace faster, but, like, it feels like five years ago, like, the entire league loved Aaron Rodgers, and he's just been kind of, like, a real prick the last, like, Few years, the whole like, oh, you know, I need weapons, and they're not drafting people, but I'm gonna take a fifty million dollar a year contract and lose Devonte Adams. Like, fuck off, dude. I'm done with you. Sorry, citybert right. says, did you discuss Elijah's burner account yet? So I saw this, and I saw I saw Green Bean. You had a video on it as well. It was uh, for those of you guys that don't know, it was it David Stein. Was that the name of the the, yeah, the quote unquote burner? It. That's so. It. You guys can look it up, type in David Stein, Twitter or or thread or whatever. It's interesting because there's a lot of comments and every single one is relating to Elijah Moore. The only thing I don't agree with is that all the comments were made like after the trade talks came out. So to me, when I'm looking at it, I'm feeling like that's more likely to be a fan or a family member or an agent that's supporting Elijah more than it is Elijah. Like if I was Elijah, I'd have a burner already and I'd be like, you know, commenting on things like a year ago or, or you know, a longer duration than just, a, you know, one day. So I, I don't believe it is Elijah's burner. It would look really bad if it was. This doesn't feel like the Gates burner to me. Greenbean, your thoughts on the Elijah Moore, quote-unquote, burner account. I disagree uh,
0: with what Ryan just said. I think that it is Elijah Moore. Um, I think that the reasoning for not having a burner for the last, whatever, six months or a year, whatever, like you said, is because he just got upset. That's what I think. I think it was the last two weeks where he had that kind of, you you know, the offense wasn't going well for him. Uh, anyway, he was you know he was playing, but he wasn't getting all that many receptions and stuff. But the last two weeks, he got he like he fell down to like just about zero. He had one target in the last game. I think that he just got upset, and when he went home, when the Jets sent him home, I think that that's when he he did it. Because look, the comment to Damian Woody, to Adam Schefter, and to mm-hmm. PFF, those are the comments that do it for me. Like he's talking to them as if they don't know anything. Like he said, with all due respect, you don't know the details or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hmm, who's going to say that? To, I mean, look, and then somebody's really calculated. Of course, they could, they could do this. Of course. But it seemed to me like Damian Woody knows more than us three. Fair enough? Mm-hmm. He knows. Sure. Yes, we know that. Right? We're aware that Damian Woody has the inside scoop. But for somebody to say, like, with all due respect, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. You don't know the details. That, to me is somebody who does know the details like you don't t- you know i don't know and then he did the same thing with schefter and he did the same thing with pff mm-hmm. um so i don't know i feel like it is and then the second that it came out that it was him it was deleted i don't know man i think where there's
2: smoke
1: matt what so about think. you you think this is the burner account yes
2: I'm with green bean. I think he got the, the conspiracy theory is spot on from Greenbean. I could not agree more. It, this wasn't an issue until the Samini tweet, so we can blame him number one. And that's right. why the account was made recently is because he was pissed off. And look, I, I, it, he handled it incredibly poor. I just hope that this is something that we could all move forward with, uh, and not have to lose out on a very talented receiver.
1: Right. J E Allen comes in and says, why are the Jets one and a half dogs at home against the friggin' Patriots? What the fuck? Yeah, this is because the Jets have not won in the last, I don't even know how long. It's been a long, long time since the Jets have won against the New England Patriots. And I think that is more so the reason why they're dogs as opposed to like everything else. I mean, maybe it has to do with the injuries to Brees Hall, Elijah Vera Tucker, no Corey Davis, but like I don't know how you look at the Patriots playing yesterday against the Bears, like even with all the injuries, I think the Jets are way better than the Bears are. Greenbean, your thoughts
0: I made a video this week about the confirmation of the anti jets bias in the media and around the NFL and externally and it was it was the PFF Quinin Williams uh you know after the Green Bay game their rating of him they gave him a 64. and then when Jets fans pounded him they said oh yeah we're sorry 75. they said screw you they pounded him again they said all right it's 84. and then the senior analyst Ryan Smith from PFF admitted I didn't even watch the game no. you know so they, they he this is real so why did you jump all the way to sixty-four? Because they don't like the Jets. We've seen that a million times. So this to me now, look, we know Vegas. It's all about money, right? So they they don't give two shits one way or the other. If you know somebody's angry, upset, mad, they don't care. But I think it it's it's the it's the mindset toward the New York Jets. Yes, we're on a four game win streak. Yes, we're undefeated on the road. Yes, we won our last uh, I think what two home games or I, th- I think it was or maybe one. Forgive me, um, but they still are looking at the Patriots, even though they just got shellacked in their own house by a team that's not necessarily carrying around buckets of shellac. They still look at the Jets as a joke, clown show, laughing stock, and it's gonna blow up. Don't forget what they were all saying heading into Green Bay. This is the week. It's over for this stupid Jets dream. Mm-hmm. Well. Here we are again. So, guys, this is this is the stuff. Like when we're all arguing with each other, calling each other names and attacking our own players on Twitter, this is the shit I keep trying to tell everybody. Dude, we need to be us. The whole fucking world hates you. All right? Everybody from Vegas to PFF to fucking uh, Goodell. Like, everybody hates – we should be supporting each other, staying together. Yes, we can disagree. That's fine. But we should be the ones supporting and and being behind our team and behind our players, not looking for the first opportunity to be upset or rub someone's face and shit. I think that this is a good example. Dude, that means we're four-and-a-half-point underdogs to this team because the three points at home, you know the whole deal. They're thinking – the Jets, even though we're four, you know, four game win streak and the Patriots are getting kicked around like a can, um, we're still gonna we're four and a half point underdogs to this team with Bailey Zap.
1: The Jets wind up winning against the Patriots. I'm gonna talk so much fucking smack, it's ridiculous. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm gonna be
0: I'm gonna be intolerable.
1: Yep. <laughs> I've been waiting for it for so long. Matt, why are the Jets one and a half point dogs to the Patriots?
2: Uh, I'm going to say it's the history that they, they haven't beaten them in, uh, their last 12 tries. Um, seven at, at years, least. I think is what people are saying, right? Yeah. 2015. We, yeah. So 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. That's six times two, 12. Sorry, not a math guy. never claimed to be, <laughs> uh, 12, <laughs> 12, right. straight, 12 straight losses against the New England Patriots. Um, I think it's a slightly disrespectful line. I think the Jets should be a slight favorite, but, hammer it why why not i think they win out right so if you're old enough take them on the
1: money line and just let it rip easy money samantha bennett thank you so much for joining the economy class means a lot uh aaron daniels says zach wilson is playing within the offense and taking what the d gives him yeah i believe that is true i think we will see a more explosive zach once it calls for it uh, Wyatt Peters comes in and says, hey, boys, just got off a long shift to find my three favorite guys on. I really appreciate it. It was a pretty bad day, oh. and you guys made it better. Come in. Put your arms out. Let's do a group hug. Come on. Yeah, I love Wyatt. See? See, look yeah. at this go. See, this is a big group hug. There's there's 800 and some odd people <laughs> in here getting the hug. Love it. Absolutely love it. Thank you so much for hanging out with us, Wyatt. Wyatt's a good uh, dude. Shadow Flare Gaming. Comes in says, what number is James Robinson wearing? I've heard 23. Two, three, baby. I like it. I like it. That's a good number. Good number. Makes me feel good about this stuff. Yeah, Sean Green. Uh, Ooh, I like it. Uh, Ferris Grimm says, let's fucking go, Jets. I love seeing that. Davis drops in with a super chat, says, Judy for more. If you could do Judy for more, I would do that, 100%. Um, I don't think that is realistic, I don't know. I don't know why Denver would want to make that move. Like they're they're in a weird spot right now with the whole like Russell Wilson. That might be the worst trade I've ever seen. Like Hmm. I I thought the Jamal Adams trade was lopsided. Seattle fucking hosed Denver. Russell Wilson looks like a shell of his former self. They got a ton of picks back for him. And like Denver gave him a monster contract. Denver fans gotta be furious right now. premium. you trading Judy for more?
0: Well, did you guys see Judy uh, meet DJ Reed in the first quarter? Anybody? Anybody no, see that? Oh, dude, he
1: laid a wallop. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, go see a dentist.
0: Whack. Hey, there was a Denver fan, <laughs> Dennis. There were there was a Denver fan in our chat for the for the game, mm-hmm. and he literally put a he screamed like you know all capitals that's excessive tackling penalty excessive <laughs> tackling he said <laughs> I said I never in my life heard such a Ugh. I never in my life dude that was a form perfect tackle beautiful yep but and, uh, clean. and clean as a whistle <laughs> that's what it was but am I trading more for Judy um yeah, fuck it. I'll do that. I love Jerry Judy. I think just he's a stud, man. I think Jerry Judy's good. I'd rather see Elijah Moore just settle down and be
2: Elijah Moore, but yeah, why not? Shake it up.
1: Matt, what about you? Judy
2: for Moore? This might be a hot take, but I'm not told that Judy's better than Elijah Moore. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Go on. Uh, Well, I mean, in his rookie year, he had... I think 856 and 3 touchdowns in 10 games last year. He had 467 this year through 7 games, 386. Uh career 33 games, 1700 yards. Uh that's what 51.8 yards per game. It's it's okay. It's, it's there I think they're comparable players. I would rather keep the guy that I know if I know for a fact things are going to work out with him. But if they don't then okay, but I'm not sold that Jerry Judy is definitely better than Elijah Moore.
1: Matt, how do you feel about Drew Locke?
2: I think Drew Locke is pretty terrible.
1: And Jerry <laughs> Judy had to catch passes from him. <laughs> well, I, don't I mean, know. It's an interesting you get same White, argument Joe for Flacco. Zach Wilson right now, right? Yeah. Uh, Mike White, Joe Flacco, Zach Wilson. Yeah. I don't know. I would take Judy. I think I, more so because the. The, uh, the the malcontent nature or upsetness that Elijah Moore has kind of put on us, the bad juju. Um, that's, I think, why I'm more on Judy. I also really like Judy coming out of college where Elijah Moore, not that I didn't like him, I just didn't think that was where we were gonna go with the pick. Um, yeah, I don't know. I would take him. I would do it, 100%. Um, we've only got 10 minutes left in this stream. We've got nearly 900 people in the chat. Make sure you hit that like button. If you hit the like button, every 25 likes that we get, we're going to pick a t-shirt qualifier. So one of you guys could win a t-shirt at the end of this stream? And if you're watching after the fact, all you got to do is leave a comment down below, below this video. And you'll get entered into next week's t-shirt giveaway.
0: Yeah, we need, uh, what is it? Uh, oh, three more and we pick another qualifier. So we're good.
1: Let's go. Woo-hoo. Three more likes. We got it. It's there. See, people are hanging out. If you want to see right. the Patriots get their fucking teeth kicked in, hit the like button. If you don't hit the like button, you're a bad Jets fan. That'll get them. <laughs> That's it. That's the one. Let's go, guys. <laughs> want to see us win? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you want to see a W. Jets don't win unless we get to 600 likes. Got to happen. <laughs> we got it. Yeah. We'll get there. Ugh. So yeah, I guess let's let's talk a little bit about this upcoming week. Jets Patriots, Jets plus one and a half. We already talked about the uh, the bullshit nature of this line, but we think it's historical. I'm looking at this Patriots team, and I'm saying they gave up 250 yards rushing. I know we don't have Brees Hall but I want Michael Carter to go off. I want some designed runs from Zach Wilson. Like I want some RPOs, put some pressure on him. The only person I'm really fearful of on that defense right now is Judon. Judon is filthy. He will get this hands up. He will hit your quarterback. Like for me, looking at our offensive line, no AVT. Now I would like to see us put a little bit more emphasis on the blocking aspect of our tight ends to try and give Zach a little bit of time because he has been clutch when he has a clean pocket. Greenbean, Bean, what are your thoughts on this upcoming game?
0: Yeah, dude, he's uh, he's trouble. He's troublesome. And Bill Belichick is smart enough to feast uh, on weaknesses. Like, he knows what he's doing. Like, he's not, you know, like sometimes our, our staff, they don't take advantage of the other team's obvious weakness. Bill Belichick sticks the knife right in it. So I'm a little concerned about Judon and what he can do, you know, with our line, it's again like we haven't had the same incarnation for more than two weeks so far this season. We're going into week eight, and we've not seen the line the same for two more than two weeks, and that's going to happen again. So I'm concerned about Judon. Uh, that said, I think uh, I don't think I think if we just play our game, I don't think they have the horses. But Judon is concerning. We should be doubling him all day long.
1: Matt your thoughts on Jets Patriots, how you feeling about the matchup?
2: Yeah, um I think it's gonna be a lower scoring game. I don't think the New England Patriots are going to be able to do much offensively. I'm not I have no idea who they're gonna start, whether it be Zapier or Mac Jones. I don't think it really matters., uh, they didn't run the ball particularly well against Chicago. Not that Chicago's, you know incredibly hard. Uh, to run the ball against, uh, the, they don't have the receivers. I think that could have a shot a shot at beating uh, the the Jets' corner duo of DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner. I think it's going to be really up to uh, Zach Wilson in this offense, and I think you know he does just enough. I don't think it's one of those games we're going to see him go for three hundred, but I think uh, maybe you know a little over two hundred yards a passing, touchdown, uh, another no turnover game, and you win twenty to fourteen, something like that.
1: Jaquan Brisker yesterday went to almost tackle Mac Jones. Mac Jones kicked him in the dick. That, he did. That is a dirty player. I've heard multiple things about yeah. Mac Jones being a dirty player. I would love to kick his teeth in. And then you have <laughs> Brady down in Tampa doing the same thing to friggin', uh, what's his face, the Atlanta Falcons yep. guy. And they threw the penalty on him. Damn, yeah, dude, a bunch of
0: Free. fucking cheaters kicking people in the dick. Yep. Yeah, Brady literally told the referee, throw the flag, and he did, after he kicked that guy in the nuts. Yeah. Unbelievable,
1: man. (laughs) Dude, piece of shit fucking people and a piece of shit fucking team. I don't know what to tell you, dude. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, I saw a pretty funny comment. Uh, Sergeant CVO says, put Clemens in and we can solve the Pats quarterback problem.
2: (laughs) Yeah, right. Jesus.
1: I don't want it to be like, you know, almost... uh, Reminiscent of the the Mo Lewis hit, but I I do want that to uh, to manifest itself. I would like to like to hit someone. I want a whole uh, bunch of DJ Reed Jerry Judies.
0: would yeah, oh, be fantastic. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah, just lay the boom. Um, J T Nickerson, thank you so much for joining the economy class of the channel. Make sure you drop some JETS in the chat for our newest member. Uh, we got some pretty cool emojis in there, some pretty fun ones. Um, the Harry comes in and says, what will Joe Douglas do about the offensive line situation? So I don't think I brought this up yet, but let's, let's, this is a good time as any to bring it up. Nope. That's not it. Sorry. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Boom. Douglas trade targets, Jack Conklin, Laramie Tunsil. I saw this tweeted by uh, our own Ali from loyal NY jet fans. I guess it was uh, mentioned by Adam Schefter that these two guys could be targets for the New York Jets, not that they are talking to him, but that they could be targets of him. Uh, I believe Laramie Tunsil has one more year remaining on his contract after this year. Jack Conklin, I think, is a free agent at the end of the season. I don't know which way I'd go on this. I think Jack Conklin probably sounds a little bit more um favorable because i think it's going to be a little bit cheaper i don't think you have to give up a first round pick to get him i think the browns are going to be sellers after they get thumped by the Bengals this this next weekend the texans look tunsell has cost teams a ton of money i want to say it's like three first round picks two second round picks a third round pick like this guy has absolutely cost teams money because of how good he's played And if you're adding him, you're probably pulling the plug on the 38 year old Dwayne Brown, which is probably not, you know, the worst case scenario. But you're probably giving up your first round pick if you're if you're getting Dwayne, if you're uh, bringing in Laramie Tunsil and if Laramie Tunsil, I think, is 28 years old. I mean, tackles have been playing a long time. If you think you can get 10 years out of Laramie Tunsil and you're giving up your first round pick to do it. I mean, a first-round pick is rich, but I, I no, think I'm it solidifies the line. I just – I don't know what to do. Greenbean, I want to hear your thoughts on this. I'm not giving up a
0: first. Uh, I just – I can't do it. Mm-hmm.
1: But that said, Joe Douglas was
0: in on Conklin. Don't forget, we were the other mm-hmm. team with Cleveland, and then we signed George Fant uh, mm-hmm. right after we lost out to Conklin. I think Joe Douglas is going to go for Conklin. You bring him in. You, uh, you extend him for three years and then your right tackle's done you let Beckton back him up or M- Mitchell you know what i mean you just you get somebody in here that 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 you know is going to be rock solid for the next few years Tunsil i would love him man but uh, i mean what are we doing with him you know we're going to stick him in and move Dwayne brown like i don't mean look Dwayne brown plays like he did last week three penalties and numerous mm-hmm. pressures and i think even a sack um you know then there's you know then uh, there's an argument but i, I don't know man um, I'd hate to give up a first. I I would.
1: Green bean, I don't have a problem giving up pick number thirty-two. Matt, I want to hear your thoughts <laughs> oh, on, on Jack Conklin and Laramie Tunsil. I don't know if it would take a first-round pick to trade for Tunsil. He, he has a massive contract, um, for for next year. Well, this year's not too bad. I think next year's like about eighteen million, if he's traded. Which for a top tackle, like I mean, it's a lot, but it's not like absurdly out of the 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 realm of possibilities not to mention like if i'm trading for either of these guys they're getting a contract as soon as this trade goes through like i'm not trading for Tunsil with one year left and him holding us hostage that doesn't happen yeah i guess that the one jack conklin seems so
2: much more likely in my opinion just because one he plays right tackle uh also he was on the list of almost jets like i feel like mm-hmm. I forget which beat writer it was, but someone pretty much said like, oh, it was a done deal that Joe, that uh, Jack Conklin was coming here. Um, and it felt like that was going to be a thing a couple of years ago. Um, obviously it didn't work out that way. He's play. He plays right tackle at an elite level for a long time. He did it in Tennessee. He's done it in Cleveland. Uh, I think you get him extend him as you mentioned, um, and that fixes right tackle. And then who knows, maybe you draft a, a tackle um, next year early. Uh, and you keep Dwayne Brown for depth, and uh, you, you go from there. But I think Jack Conklin would make a ton of sense for this team. Yeah,
1: Ramani AD, thank you so much for becoming a member of the channel. Drop some JETS in the chat for Ramani AD. Love seeing it. Uh, Matt, I'm going to have you go to last week's stream, pick out five people. Greenbean, Have you caught up on all the likes that we've had? We only need three more likes before we pick another qualifier. Yeah. So make sure you smash I'm that really, like button for every 25 likes we get. We pick a qualifier for the t-shirt giveaway that we're doing right now.
0: Right. I'm waiting for two more likes to be able to put one more qualifier in there. So I've, I'm to the letter, man. I don't mess around. I can't and, do okay. it. I, oh, there it is. We could do it. Now I need 23 more likes to get me one more qualifier.
1: <laughs> the nice thing is, I, so I didn't even mention the retweeting of the stream. It's only ticking above us on the, the ticker up there. And we've got 23 retweets. So some of you guys are going to be double entered. Uh, nice. So see, you're paying attention. I like it. Uh, Green Bean, I'm going to give you five people from the retweet to possibly oh win a shirt. So let me know when you're ready. Let me get
0: this. Oh, there's John Nalty. John Nalty, everybody. If you don't know, Ooh. when this dog that I that that is a perpetual problem in this house ate this hat that I bought in 1998, <laughs> John Nalty, John Nalty went online and found this hat and shipped it to me for a surprise. So, gotta a give saint. it to Nalty. Saint, right, Matt? Yep. Love him. That's awesome. So let me we just get the one you. last. Yeah, I I would, I would, I would make out with you, John, if you, if you were game.
1: Full tongue. (laughs) Oh yeah. Um, (laughs) All right. I got a, I got a few over here. I Yanks win again is funny enough because they just got swept. (laughs) So Uh, we're going to pick Yanks win again, unfortunately. Uh, Let's see. I'm ready. Let's see who else we got. We got, uh, let's do Willie T or, uh, sorry. T Willie, T Willie. All
0: right. T Willie. Oh, Jets chaos was the last qualifier. There you go, Jeremy. There you um, go.
2: Ooh. All right.
0: So I, I got T Willie. who's next?
1: I got our boy Mutt Viles. Let's throw him in there.
0: There he is. Most valuable poster. MVP.
1: Ooh, you know what? Let's throw this guy in twice because he liked he retweeted on two. I assume it's him because this is too close to uh, not be him. Televised hippo. And then there's televised hippo PS5 clips. Give him give give him two swings at it. Okay. Give him the old discount double check. He
0: has five clips, you say? Oh, yeah. There we go. We got you.
1: How many was that? Did I just give you four?
0: You gave me four, right. Well, really, let's one go- guy is two, so really three, but four.
1: All right. So we'll do this. We'll we'll add two more. Uh, let's do Trenton, like the, uh, the capital of Jersey. Like the only
0: other pork roll that's worth a damn next to Taylor. Trenton brand. Okay, I'm with you. <laughs>
1: And let's go Carlos Santana, because he makes the guitar cry.
0: Mm. Yes, he does. All right, Carlos, (laughs) I didn't know you were a a supporter of Get's Talk 24-7. That's good to hear.
1: I love it.
2: All right, what else we got? I got my five already.
1: All right, real quick, I just saw another super chat come in. I just want to acknowledge this real fast. Where'd it go? Where did it go? Hold on. Let me find it. All right. Sam Aiken says, why would Becton back up Conklin? Why? Because Conklin's better. I mean, why?
0: Yeah. yeah well, you because mean? Why? Right. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't understand, Sam. I mean, like, look, I played it two years. If any, right. I mean, if, I, if anybody was supporting Becton, it's just, it's us. You know what I mean? Like we were, we were in, but I mean, dude, he's had two consecutive season ending injuries, depending on him. Uh, is not smart at this point. Now, you want to keep him, that's great. See if he can play all through practice and the whole season and stay healthy. But in the meantime, you got Jack Conklin for the right tackle. Don't forget, Becton was going to play right tackle, not left tackle this year. So
1: mm-hmm. that's
0: why I said that. But um, yeah, I think it's make Beckton a guard, Kev Chata says. Maybe biggest guard in the league. Why not? Yeah. Center. All
1: right, Matt, give us your five. Okay. I got...
2: Dan Green 44.
1: There he
0: is. Dan Green 44. All right. We'll do Gray Mac. May see.
2: Yep. Got it. Mark Mark Ferraro. Okay. UK Jets fan. I'd love it. And we'll go AZ
1: Jets. A-Z? Yep. Okay. Got it. We're ready to rock. All right, boys and girls, we're doing some odds or evens. Three, two, one. That's uh, an eight. That's an even. Evens. Okay,
0: Dackel, you're out. Steven Engel, sorry, you're out. LTE's out. Ja Crispy's out. Guy Fisher's out rusty spooner return of the jet die is out kevlar's gone sluggo is gone james d even though nightbot voted you in there three times tonight wrong verb all gas no gas, gone and jets <laughs> chaos you're out mutt vials is out there he goes no, televised, hippo, no. televised hippo ps5 clips is gone carlos santana thanks for the memories uh, gray mac UK Jets fan. That's it. We're good. All right.
1: Three, two, one. That's an eight. Evens.
0: Hank, you're out. Jingle Dubs, you're
1: out. Chris
0: Quigley, see ya. Ant Jets is gone. Paris is gone. Salty Nuts, sorry buddy, you're gone. Televised Hippo had two chances, but they are both gone. Dan Green, (laughs) And AZ Jets. Okay, we're down to the, we're getting skinny here. Three, two, one. That's three. Oh, we got an odd. Mikey Miles, you're out. John is gone. Randilla's gone. T. Willie and Mark Ferraro. We're down to four, everybody.
1: Ooh, three, two, one. Oh, look at that. See, it's an eight. That's a zero. Never threw up a zero before.
0: Okay. Jessica Moore, the lone female in the group, is gone,
1: and Trenton is gone. We have two. Then there were two. All right, chat, give us a number plus whatever we throw up. Three, two, one. Actually, no, I'm changing it. It's going to be a five because we're going five and O with Zach Wilson as quarterback. That's a nine. Nine plus. What do we got? Nine plus two. That's an 11.
0: That's odd. The winner for tonight is Twisted. Twisted. You
1: are the winner of the shirt. I love it. Contact Ryan. Contact me on one of my social media platforms, and I'll send you out a shirt. Very much looking forward to it. Boys and girls, we have reached the end of our show, so it's time to go around our panel and discuss anything we want to discuss. So Green Bean, any last words for our panel? yeah you know
0: what i'm in the mood so we're gonna do an after hours jets fest tonight at 10:30. hop over to green bean jets fan and we're gonna talk about this fact that we're underdogs in our own house i don't like it so come on by we'll have a good time
1: matt any last words for our panel
2: five in a row jets beat the new England patriots for the first time since 2015. you heard it here first
1: Let's kick some fucking teeth in, boys. We're going 5-0. Zach Wilson coming back. We're going to hang 40 on the fucking Patriots. Boys and girls, hit that like button on your way out. Tell a friend to tell a friend about the Jets Talking Jets panel. This is Jets Talk signing off. J-E-T-S.